Hey guys, Wes and Ryan here letting you know that this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast is brought to you in part by Homefield, the premium collegiate apparel brand based right here in the United States of America out of Indianapolis just up the road. And these guys, they, they helped us as a sponsor last week. They're, they're a sponsor this week as well, going to be a sponsor here for a little bit. And the reason we are so, so happy about this, guys, is this company is awesome. You hear this kind of stuff a lot. Um, but the, these kind of vintage college shirts have been all the rage now for a while. That trend's not going anywhere. And Homefield is perhaps the very best company that does this. And these guys on Saturday opened up their Tennessee account. So you can go to homefieldapparel.com and they got 15 things to choose from on that site. And these are a lot of things. And when you talk about vintage stuff, a lot of people have this vintage stuff, but what makes Homefield different is they dig through the archives and the history of each school that they partner with. They find unique logos, mascots, and they in moments to make really thoughtful decisions about what they put on these shirts for this school. And for Tennessee, they got 15 pieces of apparel, including t-shirts, hoodies, crew neck sweatshirts, all kinds, all kinds of awesome stuff. And in the past, they've done things with Notre Dame, LSU, Texas, A&M, Wisconsin, Minnesota, UK, a bunch of others. Now they partner with Tennessee, and they're partnering with the Go Vols 24-7. And I'm telling you, I can finally talk about this stuff now. I think we both can, Ryan. Last week, they sent us stuff, and we couldn't really talk about it until it came out. We couldn't really preview anything. Um, but now I can tell you all 15 pieces are out. Uh, you can see the a lot of stuff with the Rifleman on it, a lot of really cool old smoky uniforms, Vol Navy, Pride of the Southland. These things came in. They are super soft. They are super comfortable. And since they came in now, uh, this was uh, last week, uh, my wife, has, who, who is pregnant, she can never find anything comfortable to wear. She wears that sweatshirt every single day now when she gets home. She just puts that sweatshirt back on, and this stuff is really soft and comfortable. It is, and uh, same same thing. My my wife has already uh, claimed the uh, the sweatshirt that came in. She she's a big fan of it. Uh, really soft, comfortable stuff. And uh, this is this is the kind of stuff that's right up my alley. It's it's a lot of sports fans are like the vintage looking stuff, and that's definitely what they have. And it's like you said, it's it's a bunch of unique logos you can't find on on a, on really any other stuff. Uh, there are plenty of Tennessee merchandise out there. Not anything that looks quite like this. And I think you saw that with the the on sale Saturday, a lot of excitement and, the, and some big numbers that, that home field had with this, uh, the launch of this line on Saturday. So uh, obviously a lot of Tennessee fans taking notice of it and uh, rightfully so it's some high quality stuff. And you know, the best part about this guys is right now you can go to homefieldapparel.com. Uh, you can also go, you know, through Facebook, you can go through the socials there through, through Twitter, Instagram, all those other things. But the easiest way is you go to homefieldapparel.com Go click on whatever you want, put it in the cart, and when you go to checkout, put in promo code VOLS247. That's VOLS247, VOLS247, and you get 15% off of your first order. You can go to homefieldapparel.com, click whatever you want in there. doesn't have to be Tennessee, but uh, probably, if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably Tennessee. Go in there, click what you want, lots of cool stuff, put it in the cart, click VOLS247 right there at the end for 15% off. That's homefieldapparel.com. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you gotten Rommel yet? 
What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Not just me on this episode. We got Ryan Callahan across town there at his uh, his home daycare center. And Ryan, would you please be so kind as to tell the good people of this podcast? Well, we got another breaking news edition for him. Well, Tennessee has made another summer addition to its uh, 2022 recruiting class, uh, landing linebacker Caleb Perry of uh, Georgetown, Kentucky, right there outside Lexington, uh, in kind of in Kentucky's backyard. And Tennessee goes into that area, not not a not a, a state, and certainly not an area that we've seen Tennessee sign a lot of players in in the past several years, but uh, but a place they obviously have recruited plenty in the past, given it, given its proximity. Uh, to Tennessee and and yeah, going in there and, and getting a, uh, a a guy that impressed them at one of Tennessee's camps last month uh, went went to camp on June first, the very first day of camps, and uh, had already been on Tennessee's radar before then, and just uh, you know had, had a pr- pretty impressive showing. Good athletic linebacker that's that's pretty versatile, good frame, uh, you know around six three and a half, two hundred fifteen pounds, and and can can I, I think may, maybe help in in a couple different ways. Uh, depending on how his 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 body continues to develop and just where they decide his skill set fits best, but a a former safety who's kind of grown into a linebacker and just a a, a nice player with uh, that bring, should bring a lot of athleticism and be that kind of more that modern linebacker that you see so much these days that can just move well. Uh, you're not you know these days you're not necessarily looking for the 240 pound linebacker that uh, is just you know but between the tackles pounder. You're you're looking for a guy that can cover in space and rush the passer and do different things. And Caleb Perry certainly gives you that. So I think it's a, a, a nice pickup for Tennessee, a little bit of an under the radar pickup, uh, given that Tennessee and Kentucky were the only SEC offers. But uh, I think a nice addition for Tennessee uh, in a year where, as we've talked about before, you've got to just find good players, uh, you know, not necessarily going to, going to beat out uh, the, you know, the teams that, that are going to finish in the top five nationally. You're not going to win those battles every time this year. So this is an example of them just seeing what they, uh, liked it at camp and trusting their evaluation and, and making making him a priority from that point forward. And, and obviously they uh, were able to seal the deal and beat out Cincinnati, Purdue, and Kentucky uh, to land him. Yeah, yeah, Ryan, in, in talking with different sort of the some of the radio and other things and other podcasts and stuff that, that some of us, you know, we, we, we deal with these guys and we, we do these interviews all the time. And people, when they ask me about Tennessee recruiting this year – you know, the first thing I always say is, "Hey, you probably should have Ryan on if you want to be talking about recruiting." Uh, but then, but then I tell them, you know, point blank, I say, "Guys, this is going to come down to can Tennessee evaluate the right players that are the right fits for them?" Because in this cycle, you're just not going to see a lot of cases where they're going to be beating those Bamas and Georgias and Ohio States, and that's just the nature of where things are right now for many reasons that we all know and we don't have to discuss anymore because we all know that those conditions are there and we all know what Tennessee's facing. But it's going to come down to can Tennessee evaluate these guys who fit what they want to do, fit the culture, fit the scheme, fit the program. Those are the kinds of guys they need to get. And I like a couple things about this, Ryan. First off, I like the fact that this is someone they saw at camp. I like the fact anytime that you have the coaches see someone in person at a camp and they go, yeah, this is the kind of guy we want then I think if you're going to hire someone to coach your football program, you got to trust that that person and his staff are going to go out there and get guys they think are fits. And they obviously 
don't care about the rankings and think this guy is a fit. I like that. The other thing I like is that he used to be a safety, and now he's playing linebacker. And in this era with spread out offenses and and up-tempo stuff and covering in space, if you have a linebacker who can get exposed in pass coverage, you got a liability there. So I like both of those things. I like the fact that they saw him in a camp, and I like the fact that he used to be a safety. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen plenty of players make this progression over the years that, you know, you, you sign a 205 pound, 210 pound safety. Uh, you know, we thought Tamarion McDonald on Tennessee's roster might be that type of player. He's kind of settled in as more of a safety uh, right now. And, and we'll see how that, that continues to go, but he's not at 200 plus pounds right now. So he's, he's settled in more at safety, but sometimes you sign those bigger safeties and they end up making the move over time to linebackers. So here's a guy with a big frame. And that's one of the reasons I think you're seeing him, uh, make that progression and, and, and go ahead and, and grow into a linebacker in high school because he's six, three and a half. I mean, that's, that's not a very typical uh, frame for a safety. You sometimes see it, but not all that often. And so he's naturally just put on more weight as he's continued to develop still a pretty lean linebacker, but uh, just well-developed now and up to 215 pounds. And, you know, in fact, Tennessee liked him so much uh, at, at linebacker and liked his frame enough. They said, you know what, let's, let's put your hand on the ground and see what you can do there. So they even tried him at defensive end a little bit uh, during their camp. And I think they see some potential in him as a, as maybe an edge rusher down the road, if, if he continues to get bigger, especially. So uh, he, he gives you some versatility in that way. I think he probably starts off at linebacker and that's probably where Tennessee envisions him playing more so. Um, but he does give you that versatility because it's so hard to find that length and, that you want in edge rushers. Maybe he's a guy that does that sometimes. Maybe he's a guy that ends up developing into that, but whatever the case I think Tennessee clearly liked him at multiple spots enough to say, hey, this is a guy we we need. And, um, you know, I, I, there were people talking about him after his official visit to Tennessee last month. He did, uh, you know, they do they go into the locker room at Neyland Stadium for their photo shoots, um, spend a lot of time in there, you know, have some fun with it. They put on music and make a show of it. Caleb Perry goes in there and does a backflip during his photo shoot. So really athletic kid that uh, had a lot of people talking with, uh, with the backflip that he did. So. Uh, I think he's clearly a very good athlete, good kid too, and really smart. Uh, wants to study engineering in school, so you know he and his family were studying engineering school rankings. Purdue was obviously a school that that appealed to them because of that. So uh, I think Tennessee and its engineering program, uh, you know, that, that certainly played a, ro- a role in his decision. You know, liking the school, uh, but obviously the chance to play in the SEC just too much to pass up in the end. But there's a lot to like about uh, a kid and a player like Caleb Perry. He's played some quarterback in high school, just done a little bit of everything. Uh, just a good football player that I think is going to develop into a pretty good linebacker uh, if he continues to develop the way he has the, the past couple of years. Ryan, one thing that a whole lot of people are going to ask, so I'm just going to go ahead and ask it now. This is a kid from Georgetown, Kentucky, which is not too terribly far away from Lexington. And uh, Kentucky did not get in there to, to really, really, really recruit him until Tennessee had offered. Is that a concern? Because we know the way Kentucky's been improved, you know, improved on the recruiting trail, the way they've identified guys, gone into Ohio, gone to other areas, gone down to Atlanta and Florida, gotten some guys. And this was a kid in their backyard that they seemed a little bit late to the party on. Is that any kind of a concern in your mind? Does that ring off any alarm bells or anything? Uh, it, it, it's obviously going to make some fans you know, wonder a little bit probably um, because it, now Kentucky did offer him. They did end up offering uh, in you know, late June. He went to a camp right before his official visit to Tennessee and got the offer there. And a lot of people thought that might be a game changer for him. I think it was just too little too late for Kentucky by that point. You know, that sometimes happens with the home state school 
if if they if they offer a little bit later in the game, sometimes it it, it doesn't make the make make the splash in that player's recruitment the way you would think it would because by then the player kind of feels slighted or feels like he's been ignored by the, the nearby school. Uh, and this is a guy whose family is from South Carolina. He grew up like in South Carolina. So I don't think Kentucky is uh, the school he necessarily grew up dreaming of playing for. So that certainly played a factor too, uh, that he wasn't necessarily just waiting on that Kentucky offer, but it, like any school or any player near that school, I'm sure he would think uh, just like a player in Tennessee's backyard, you know, we see that all the time with some players who go to, to other conferences and, and, and play that, you know, sometimes, you know, not that this was the only factor in that one, but, you know, obviously Randall Cobb is one that comes to mind that kind of did the opposite, went to Kentucky out of Tennessee's backyard. Part of the reason Kentucky was on him much earlier than Tennessee. And he also, you know, there, there were other factors. He didn't necessarily believe Tennessee would keep him at quarterback. Which, all that Kentucky, stuff, but, which Kentucky didn't do either, but, you know, another yeah. story for another day. <laughs> exactly. But, but yeah, so, so you see that the other way around sometimes too. So, uh, in this case, you know, maybe it took Tennessee offering for Kentucky to kind of see it. And, and two other things that might have played into that. Remember, we're coming off a, a, an extended dead period. No one saw anybody play in person last year. Um, and, and Caleb Perry's just gotten bigger, too, since last season. So I think Kentucky seeing him in person last month probably had a, a, a noticeably different evaluation of him from what they had seen on film last fall. And they probably hadn't really seen him uh, in anything between last fall and this summer. So. Uh, a, a lot's changed about his body and the way he's played, I think, since the end of last season. So put all that together, and it makes sense that Kentucky was maybe a little hesitant to pull the trigger, but some of it's just he he, he got better, I think, or, or just became a better fit at linebacker, and it became more obvious that he could project to be an SEC player. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Tennessee loved him at camp, and, and I think he's been really high on Tennessee's board since then. So I think this was a kind of a no-brainer take uh, based on his performance there. I, I, I thought he was really good, and I, I think everybody that saw him at Tennessee's camp was impressed. So I think this is a, you know, cer- certainly one of those types of players that you see every year uh, almost that, that you, you find some guys at camp during the summer. He certainly was, was one of the best finds Tennessee had at camp uh, back in June, and, and it's clearly paid off with Tennessee landing him on, uh, you know, by the end of July. Last thing before we go to break, Ryan, I, I, I wonder, you know, you look at this size and – you know, he's, we've got him right now listed at 6'4", he says, and you say that he's may, maybe more 6'3 and a half. But we've, we've also got him at a 6'6-inch at, at a wingspan, and that's that's pretty good length. I mean, that's the kind of thing that, like, Rick Barnes in basketball, you know, recruits as much as he does height, even more so than height, he looks at the length. And when I look at that length and I look at the fact that he's already kind of grown from a safety to a linebacker, I wonder if with that kind of wingspan – if he could, depending on what happens in the strength and conditioning program, if he could end up being one of those sort of Leo types if he puts on a bunch of weight. I mean, we've seen this before. We've seen high school wide receivers become defensive ends. I mean, it's a process, but it can happen. So I'm wondering, you know, positionally with his future, I know it's hard with Tennessee's defense because you've heard us talk, probably talk about this a lot on some of the team podcasts. You know, if you're out there, if, if you listen to our team podcasts and our recruiting podcasts, you've probably heard us say before that it's going to be really difficult to pin down a position on some of these guys on Tennessee's defense because they move around a lot in this scheme, and it's just it's kind of a positionless sort of amoeba-like thing sometimes. With all that said. Could this kid, you think, depending on what happens with his body, could he put his hand in the ground later on? I, I think he could. You know, I, as I mentioned, Tennessee tried him at defensive end at camp, and that's you know that was one of the first times he'd really done that in a, in a camp setting, at least. And uh, you know, I think Tennessee sees some natural ability there uh, at, that he could be a pass rusher 
in the future. Now, I, I think they're, I think they're taking him with the idea that he's going to be a linebacker, uh, and certainly in the short term. And, and, you know, things always could change. A guy with his versatility gives you options, if nothing else. But I think his background, the fact that he's played safety a lot, um, you know, having the ball skills to play in the back end on defense, that, that, that naturally translates well to just being a, a true linebacker in this day and age. Um, uh, you know, using his, his pass coverage ability and those kinds of things, I, I think is appealing. So if, if he doesn't get too much bigger, I, I think linebacker is, is probably where he stays in terms of being more of an inside linebacker in the future. But I, I certainly would not rule out at all that he ends up being an edge rusher because Tennessee's already looked at him in that way. And like you said, that length is hard to find. Sometimes you, you, you go after edge rushers and they're only 6'2", 6'3". They don't have the wingspan that Caleb Perry does. So the fact that he's already over 6'3", has a 6'6", wingspan, those are two big check marks right there when you're looking for edge rushers. So no doubt, I think that's at least a possibility down the road. But I, I think you know, based on where he is right now, based on his skill set and what he's played in the past, I think, I think linebacker makes sense. And we'll just kind of have to wait and see how his body develops and, and where Tennessee likes him once he gets on campus. It'll be one of those things where I think they get a better feel for that once they, they go through some practices with him and see him on campus to, to determine kind of where he fits in best. We got a lot more to discuss here, guys. We, we got to talk about sort of where Tennessee is, you know, with linebackers and recruiting, some things to look for, some trends in this class and things going forward. We got some more things we need to hit on. But before we do that, we got to step away, pay some bills, listen to some products, services, in-house ads, et cetera, et cetera. And we will be right back here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there in his home daycare center. We're talking about the latest addition to Tennessee football's 2022 recruiting class linebacker Caleb Perry. And again, that's K-A-L-I-B Perry. Caleb Perry. The kids and these wacky parents and all the all the all the spellings on the names these days. But this is a six foot four, two hundred and fifteen pound linebacker from Great Crossing High School up there in Georgetown, Kentucky. Uh, becomes the the newest member of Tennessee's class. And and Ryan, we got a lot more to discuss about him and, and where everything is with him going forward, where things are with Tennessee's linebackers, all this other stuff. Before that, though, let's quickly go in here and remind you again, please, 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 please take a minute and a half out of your day right now and go in there and rate and review this podcast. Hit that subscribe button. If you're just listening on the website, that's awesome. We got no problem with that. 
we, we love you. We love you listening however you can listen. If, if, if you could, though, please go in there, go to your, your smartphone, your, your tablet, your computer, your laptop, whatever you got there. Go in there, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, in, anywhere in the world where you can find you can cast a fine pod. You can find the Go Boss 24-7 podcast. We are right there. Go in there. Just mash that subscribe button. Rate and review. That helps all of the... I mean, if you got friends out there, friends and family, tell them. That also helps. But what really, really helps us is if you go in there and just do that. And we do this for free, and we're happy to do it. But if you could do that, that would, that would, be, that would be swell. We would enjoy that. Ryan, with Tennessee's recruiting now, if we're going to go ahead and consider Caleb Perry a linebacker, there still aren't um, a great number of linebackers in this class, right? I mean, the, he, he, there's just a couple of guys still now, right, at linebacker in this class. Yeah, Elijah Herring is really the only other true linebacker uh, in this class right now. So, uh, you know, it's it's interesting how the transfer portal additions Tennessee made this offseason uh, sort of changed Tennessee's needs. And, and you see that happen sometimes, but this offseason maybe more so than others. Uh, with Tennessee making some spring additions, you know, sort of a few months into this recruiting cycle being the focus in recruiting, it, it sort of has caused some things to evolve. So Tennessee definitely has pursued other linebackers, would have taken other linebackers, I think, but it will be interesting going forward to see whether they make a strong push. Cause uh, you know, I think Herring and, and Perry both project at least right now as more inside linebackers, as we, as we discuss more, more true linebackers. Um, even though Perry gives you some versatility. So th- this, you know, will to be it. I-, I think that's an open question still because it could depend on how well those transfer portal additions uh, work out, uh, in-, in particular uh, the guys that-, that-, that have more than one year of eligibility. So, um, so-, so Mohan, you know, that- that's-, that's the-, the big addition from-, from Michigan that has multiple years of eligibility. H- how well he fits into their future plans, I think maybe determines or at least plays a role in determining hey, do we need a third linebacker in this class or with all the other needs we have, can we get by with two? So I think that's still maybe to be determined, but I wouldn't say there's a guarantee Tennessee goes and adds a third linebacker to this class. You know, obviously they need some edge rushers in this class to go along with what they have, but having those couple linebackers, I think they're in a good spot right now and we'll see if anybody else sort of emerges as a major target at that spot going forward. Ryan, you know, people always want to know when a kid commits sort of who is the person who um – or, or the people, you know, it usually takes a village, but who are the people most responsible for this commitment? I know Heupel and his staff, uh, a lot of Tennessee fans are just kind of getting to know some of these guys and the things that they're doing on the trail. Sort of take us behind the scenes a little bit. How, how did the recruitment of Perry go? Who were the, the point men? Who were the people in on that? Yeah, a little bit different in this case because, uh, you know, Brian Jean-Marie, the linebackers coach, definitely has been involved and in, in heavily involved, I would say, in his recruitment. But uh, the, the main guy, even though we can't really mark him as a primary recruiter on, on his 24-7 sports profile because he's not a full-time position coach, but the guy who probably deserves as much credit as anybody is LaVorne Harbin, the defensive line analyst uh, who, who helps out with Rodney Garner on the defensive line and was previously at Auburn with Rodney Garner. He was, uh, I believe, director of recruiting at Auburn before, but he's got a, he's got a, a history as a defensive line coach. Um, so, so that's why he's the defensive line analyst, uh, uh, on Tennessee's, uh, uh, officially in Tennessee's directory on, on, online that you see, but they, um, uh, but he's, he's actually been kind of the primary recruiter for some important players Tennessee's had, or at least played a big role in recruiting some guys. And when you talk to Caleb Perry, that's, that's the guy that he has talked with the most, I, I think of anybody on Tennessee's staff. So this is the guy that 
you know, you, you tend to see this more these days that each staff sometimes has a guy that ends up playing a bigger role than you might think based on his position in recruiting. Harbin kind of seems to be that guy on this staff so far where he's got the experience in the SEC. Um, he's, he's done a good job of, of recruiting some players and, and sort of all over the map, not really in any certain area. So um, he was the one who was in contact with Caleb Perry before he went to Tennessee's camp and sort of built that relationship. And he sort of has remained uh, the, the primary recruiter for, for Tennessee there. So give him a lot of credit for this one, but certainly Brian John Marie also heavily involved and, and did a good job with it. And I think most, you know, both those guys and other coaches at Tennessee all really liked what they saw from Caleb Perry. So it was, as you said, kind of a, uh, more of a staff wide recruitment, but, but certainly Harbin and, and John Marie, I think were the two that deserve the most credit. And Ryan, when, when you look at it sort of going forward here with the situation, you know, with Tennessee's recruiting, with with where things are going forward. In terms of numbers for this class now, we're going to ask you this every single Breaking News podcast, and you're always probably going to laugh because, you know, it's it, it, it's it's just something that pe- it's, people are going to ask, right? They're going to talk about space. They're going to talk about numbers. Just sort of where, where do you think Tennessee is looking at total numbers-wise right now, and could that affect the number of linebackers they go after? Yeah, I, th- I think overall, you know, they're, they're in a good spot going into the season. Obviously, you know, a, a dozen commitments and uh, still still looking to to add more, they hope, going into the season. So we'll see if they can make uh, some more additions. You know, Addison Nichols, the offensive line target, announcing Wednesday – or I'm sorry, announcing Monday. Uh, and then, you know, still some other guys like Alec Iamanor, the, the wide receiver, uh, wide receiver target uh, from, from Canada originally is up in Massachusetts now um, – He's hoping to make a decision around mid-August, so you've, you've still got some guys out there that still could be added to Tennessee's class before the season uh, if the Vols are able to, to land one or both of those, and, and we'll see about any others. Uh, so they're, they're about in a good spot. You know, Probably a little bit more than halfway to, to fill in their class, most likely, when you think about the number of spots they're likely to save for the transfer portal or, or whether you know, we'll see if they have any self-imposed sanctions that affect the size of this class or anything like that, but Regardless, I think this is a class that probably finishes short of 25 on at least on signing day, if I had to guess. Um, but how much short of that will, will probably depend on multiple factors. And, you know, I think one of the things to really watch in regard to this class, um, you know, Tennessee's had they, they've still got plenty of names out there, first of all. I mean, they're obviously looking to, to still address several needs between now and National Signing Day. So they're nowhere near done with this class. But how well do these transfers, because they've added a big group of transfers this offseason, how well do they fit in? How, how many of them work out? If, if most of them work out, if they have some success in finding impact players, I think that makes it a lot easier, for, especially for a program like Tennessee that is rebuilding a little bit, um, to, to look, at, look at certain players on their board and where, where you might reach in past years a little bit more or, or talk yourself into liking a player. And then you say, I like his upside. Let's take him late in the game and that's sometimes you make some mistakes later in the year. I think it's a lot easier for schools to look at the transfer portal as a viable alternative and say, you know what, let's not force the issue. Let's not take a guy that we're not 100% sold on uh, just because we like his potential. And let's go get a guy who could help us more because something will probably pop up in the transfer portal. So I, I think how things play out with Tennessee's transfers could impact how many Tennessee signs in this class in addition to just how well things are going with some of their remaining targets down the stretch, if they get everybody they want, I think they'll come pretty close to that 25 number. But if they, if they miss out on a few, I think it's easier to stop at 2021 20, and leave a few spots open or even more than that potentially 
just because the transfer portal offers so many options these days. And Tennessee has shown this year you can maybe get quality players that way. Ryan, last thing before we step out of here, you, you know, so many things can change in, you know, 36 to, to 48 hours. So, so we never we never really know, right? But as of the time that, that we're sort of – we're, we're sort of dropping this. What, what, what time – where do you think things are with Nichols? Do you think Tennessee feels pretty decent there with Addison Nichols, or is that still very much a fight? Are there concerns? Where, where do you think things are in, in sort of your best estimation right now? Yeah, I, I think Tennessee is still in good shape there. That, uh, that, that one has been trending a little more toward Tennessee the past uh, – certainly the past few weeks at least. And, and I think, you know, it's been mostly a Tennessee-Ohio State battle down the stretch – uh, based on everything we've been told. And I, I think that one's still looking good for Tennessee. You know, the, the, they've done a really good job of recruiting him. I think the staff has really prioritized him from the start uh, with Josh Heupel and, and multiple assistant coaches staying in contact with him on a regular basis. Glenn Ellerby, the offensive line coach, obviously the, the, the main one, uh, but Alex Golish and others too. So I, I think Tennessee's done a really good job. He, he's got a, a pretty high comfort level with this staff. Uh, and, and obviously we've talked before about just his connections to Knoxville and Tennessee with his mom being a Tennessee graduate, his parents living in Knoxville. It's obviously closer to home for him than Ohio state. Uh, and, and I think he's, he, he's buying, he seems to be buying into what this staff is building uh, without having seen their product on the field this season. Obviously, I think he knows there's some risk involved with Tennessee's situation, maybe compared to a, a more established program right now, like Ohio state. But I think he feels good about it because he feels good about this staff. So uh, I think put it all together and, and Tennessee just makes the most sense, but you know, we'll see if we hear anything different here down the stretch, but I, I think Tennessee has put itself in pretty good position going into that announcement on Monday. And uh, we'll, we'll see what he announces, uh, I guess around noon Eastern time on Monday. So uh, less than 48 hours away. Yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's probably a pretty good place to leave unless you got anything else, Ryan, if you got anything else, the floor is yours, but uh, if not, if you got nothing else, I think we can, we can end it here. No, I think that's a good place to leave it. And, uh, you know, ten, another nice addition to Tennessee's class. They're getting players they want. You know, we'll see what it, we'll see what it adds up to on signing day. But it's a, it, it's, a, it's a steadily building class now, and Tennessee's gotten more and more of those players that they had on visits this summer. And uh, Caleb Perry, just the latest. Yep, get them in the boat now and figure it out for the long term. That's uh, it's probably, probably the right thing to do. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. And thank you all for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We say it every episode, but we always mean it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this podcast. Guys, you can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. If you want just Tennessee news, nothing else, get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247. We got tons and tons of stuff there. That's updated pretty much every hour, at least once an hour, throughout the day, all day, every day, tons of stuff on there. But if you want that most delicious, clearest, just distilled, you know, hot, what's that, alkaline water, that just delicious, just naturally high pH, Smoky Mountain goodness, delicious water right from the tap. Go get that at GoBalls247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball, Lady Vols coverage with Maria Cornelius, who does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us. we got two forms running around the clock. we got the checkerboard and we got the summit. If you want to go there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you want to ask us a question about the Vols, about sports, about life, really about anything that's not political or religious in nature, go drop it right there. And we got thousands of people on there all day, every day, 
talking about stuff, chatting, just good, good stuff. Go check that out and you get all that. It's like a couple dozen stories per day. The the form running around the clock, all the access to the bells and whistles of 24-7 sports, CBS Sports Network, all of that. You get that for the low, low price of less than one mediocre lunch per month. That's all. That's all it costs. That's all it costs. Go check it out. We've always got a free trial, too, for you to check out there free for, for a little bit and then make the decision to stay, which you probably will, because the product is great. And once you pay us that full price, you get, check this out, guys, you get access in perpetuity for free for the best package of Paramount Plus, which used to be CBS All Access. Now it's Paramount Plus. All kinds of good stuff on there, guys. That's a $100 plus annual value in your pocket for free. So much content on there. Movies, shows, sports, including Vol Sports, NFL, PGA Tour, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League. All of that stuff. All of that stuff is on there. NCAA Tournament, March Madness, special features, exclusive features. All of that. Plus, you get stuff from the, from the content libraries of... Uh, CBS, everything they've ever done, commercial-free, Paramount uh, or Paramount Plus exclusive shows, tons of great stuff there. Also stuff from the catalogs of MTV, BET, Smithsonian, Nickelodeon, all of it. Comedy Central, all of it, right there on that same app. $100 plus annual value for free if you pay what is already a cheap deal to go to GoBalls247.com. I'm telling you guys, go check it out. GoVols247.com. You will not regret it. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you don't hear from us again, uh, probably the next one will be Thursday. Or, or sorry, let me say this again, Monday. Next one will be Monday, unless we get breaking news before then. So until then, you know, wash those freaking hands. Get that freaking vaccine. Keep that distance when you need to. Keep your eye on the numbers. Let's get through this, guys. Football season, we want to have it. See you.